Welcome to the Liberty Podcast with your host, Pastor Robert Maxey, Senior Pastor of Liberty Church of Baton Rouge. It's our prayer that this podcast will be life-changing for you and that you will share it with someone else. Now, here is Pastor Rob. Well, good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. It's Pastor Robert here, and this is the Liberty BR Podcast. And we believe that you are healed by love, free through grace, and equipped for the kingdom. So tonight, we're going we have an amazing subject, I believe. We're talking about church hurt. And I got some amazing guests that are going to be on with us, uh, just people that I, uh, I look up to and people that I value. And uh, I can't wait to hear everything they got to say about what we're doing. So we got Pastor Lonnie Tucker in the building. He's going to be talking with us today. And uh, Apostle Shawana Michaels. So guess what? These guys are amazing. I'm just going to let them talk and let them take over the show. So how are you guys doing tonight? I am wonderful. I am wonderful. God awesome. bless you. Me too. Awesome. 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 So look, um, Apostle, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes. My name is, you know, of course, I like to say Lady Shawanda Michael. I am the wife of Apostle Cardell Michael of High Heights International Ministry. And uh, I'm just a servant of the Lord, just uh, ready and, and available to do what God called me to do. Amen. Amen. Uh, how long have you been in ministry? Uh, since I was 21 and 49 now. <laughs> so it's been quite a while. What? Go ahead with your bad self. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Pastor? Hey, man, I'm uh, in, uh, Lonnie Tucker, of course, uh, Pastor of Redemption Church. I've uh, been also, um, I am, y- y'all can hear me, right? Oh, yeah. We yes, sir. Okay. Um, I am, uh, I've been a church planner, um, what, since 2004. Uh, so it's been uh, several years of church planning. And so that's where my pastoral uh, ministry began. But I've been in the ministry since 1998. Uh, so, and, uh, and we planted, you know, some churches on, uh, around southeast Louisiana, uh, as far as um, New Orleans, uh, okay, have a few few uh, campuses we planted in, uh, in New Orleans as well as uh, the North Shore. Uh, we've uh, planted in uh, Slidell, Hammond, um, and we've been a part of several other church plants. And uh, you know, re, um, we've done some uh, replants as well. Uh, okay. You know, so uh, so I also I work with Louisiana Baptist Convention. Uh, I've been a missionary for uh, North American Mission Board. I'm serving that capacity right now as well. Uh, so uh, church planning has kind of been uh been, been our involvement and engagement, my wife and myself, and uh, it, it's what we love, man. We love seeing uh, nothing become something by the power of God. Amen. Uh, I just love seeing you and your wife together. I had the opportunity to uh, minister with you a few years ago. And man, we just had a great night that night. So I was Absolutely. always I was always looking for an opportunity to 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 work with you again and to really hear your heart. And as a church planner, I know that you've dealt with this subject a lot because uh, when I started uh, Liberty Church, we had so many people that were with us and that was energetic about it. But, you know, as it goes along, you see people start dying off. And a lot of that has to do with church hurt. A lot of that has to do with um, the way that they came 
And I found that the way that people come, it's almost the way that they'll leave it, it as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, what do you guys think about this subject? Uh, Apostle, could you just talk about it a little bit? Like, what do you think about this subject? I think it's a subject that is relevant for today um, because it's a lot that's going on and especially all the things that was going on with the body of Christ right now. And so many things are being questioned as what the church should do, shouldn't do. And a lot of people are experiencing a high level of hurt uh, because of high levels of emotions uh, mm-hmm. that's going on uh, through my time of um, serving the Lord and being saved. Uh, I have gone through my level of hurt, yeah. of church hurt, and um, and I have also been on the other on the backside of it to where I thought it was church hurt, but right. yet as I was um, being groomed in the ministry, I just realized it was a good rebuke, and yeah. so. Uh, and I'd so so whenever we talk on topics like this, I like to deal on both sides of the yeah. fence because sometimes when people are not emotionally matured, we can rebuke someone in love and mean well uh, by the rebuke and you, that we are doing that we are giving at that time. But mm-hmm. a person would take away from that experience because of their emotional uh, healing or their maturity. Right. Uh, they would take take away from that experience to say, I experienced church hurt because my apostle, you know, rebuked me or, or uh, well, they would nevertheless say, not say rebuke, but they would say, uh, front me or something like some carnal word, you know, front right. on me in front of the leaders or, or, you know, or didn't let me uh, come forth and preach and, and it kept yeah. stepping over me, you know, so it's a thin line when we speak of church hurt because we have to, um, Literally, uh, we couldn't deal with one side without the other to balance right. the, the discussion out. And so, you know, like I said, I've been on both sides where, you know, you have an abusive power um, that comes in in leadership uh, yeah. when, uh, when sometimes people, you know, it has a saying that says that, you know, uh, you could tell the character of a person when you give give them power. Yeah. A lot of times people do not know. They really don't know how to handle power. And so many of them are abusive. And the Bible talks about a Jebusite spirit. And mm. the Jebusite is considered uh, uh, one that would trample over or thread uh, people underfoot. In other right. words, make them feel inferior. And so, yes, yes, and yes, again, we do have it in the body of Christ. I have experienced that uh, myself also. And I try not, as, as an overseer, me and my husband, we try not to operate or literally do the things that what we have experienced throughout the lifespan of our right. Christian journey. And so, you know, so you learn from mistakes. So I learned on both sides things that I thought was so hard yeah. uh, that my spiritual mother would be doing or saying at that time that in my immaturity, you know, I was like, oh, my God, she hurt me so bad. And then yeah. later when the test of whatever she was bringing me through, um, you know, like I found that it worked out for my good, you know, right. uh, she made me, I was 22 and uh, she made me go uh, back through the now what class and conversion class because some young ladies in the ministry, uh, I was new to the ministry. Some young ladies didn't agree. And then with some other leaders was badgering me, like they were really, really coming after me and I was right. brand new in the faith. And so just to kind of give you a little bit of it. And um, 
And so with that, you know, I just found it was, you know, you have that unfair thing. You know how you, you have many leaders that begin to always say, you know, that's just so unfair. That's so unfair. Right, so right. I use that word so much. I think I wore, wore the record out. And yeah. um, and so and they was literally uh, just so combative to where, listen, I was just ready to like, like, OK, we're going to do this. Let's do this. We don't have to play these games, you know. Yeah. And uh, and what she did, she stopped me in my tracks. She said, you know what? You you must uh you you for you you forgotten yourself and who you are, and uh, she said you're a married woman number one you're a mother, and uh, and God have a call upon your life so what I'm going to do I'm going to send you back through the class uh, because yeah. you're not you you're not ready to lead the youth ministry you're not ready to work in this department or be over someone else. Now initially at that moment I I, t- I had a good tantrum tantrum and I cried. And all that, and I thought it was so wrong that yeah. she did this to me. But can I tell you, like today, in all my honesty, and that's why I always thank her for what she did because she took a she took a risk of losing me uh, yeah. for to give a rebuke as a as a you know what the Bible says a rebuke of a good friend people that yes. we call friend that lets us move in right. error is not necessarily a friend they're really an enemy. You know, right. so she took a risk of losing me in order to gain me, you know, and, and that's so, a, you know, that's a big uh, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up, because that is something that I think hinder a lot of pastors is, is yes, the, the, they don't want to lose people. So they don't correct people and yes. in not correcting them, they're hurting them. You yes. know what I mean? So uh, I, I, and one of the things that you said is uh, the other side. Right. So yes. as. As a member, see, as pastors, we get to see both sides. We get yes, to sir. be the people that have been hurt, and we get to be the people that accused or hurting people. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? So uh, it, it is a it's a hard place to be, and yes, I, I find myself kind of looking at what I what I came from and things that happened to me. And I had I've had to call a few pastors and and had to apologize. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over stuff that I've done and and stuff that I didn't understand then. But now I get it. Same question yes. to you, Pastor Lonnie. Uh, but Pastor Ralph, first of all, uh, Lady Shawanda, uh, what what great wisdom. Um, Bless you. Wow. So what some great, great insight. I, I thank you for that. Bless you, my God. Yeah. Bless you. Uh, this thing was so you. awesome, you know, as she's pointed out that, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a misdiagnosis. Uh, mm. <laughs> yes, sir. Sometimes Come on. I really rebuke it all. Uh, right. Sometimes it's, it's love, or when I say not rebuke, but uh, it's not church hurt at all. But yes. uh, you know, I love this. I love this. Uh, I don't even know where I get it from, uh, but I love this quote that because she mentioned maturity, you know, and, yes. and I heard someone say that maturity is taking a person with soft skin and yeah. a hard heart and uh-huh. transforming that to a person with tough skin and a soft heart. Right. You know, yes. so a lot of time it's just people that, you know, like she said, like we're, we're, we're immature. So yeah. being that we're immature, we're easily offended. Yes. We're yes, easily sir. offended. We're easily broken. And so, you know, I think, I think church hurt is, um, is, it's definitely alive and well. It's definitely real. Yeah. But a lot of time it is misdiagnosed. Uh, a lot of times yes. it's not actually, church hurt but but it's just immaturity and those things grow us up you know those yes. things sometimes when we're rebuked you know I, I, I say this often that you never make a smooth surface uh with a smooth surface all right yes. come on you need sandpaper you need stuff with that are that is rough you yeah know, to rub against you 
to cause yes. you to be mature. And so right. I know I'm probably not dealing with it, you know, the actual church yet, but uh, so I, I just love that. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I, I believe also that sometimes uh, as uh, the church, as pastors, we are, we are trying to get people to a place in Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yes, Sometimes we're putting the, we're putting the cart before the heart. Sometimes yes, we're sir. trying to build right. them up. Yeah. But they haven't even been healed yet. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sir. We invite broken people to the cross. Yes, sir. And <laughs> so when we invite broken people to the cross, they are wounded. Yes. And yes. so when those wounds, if we hadn't taken time to help nurse those wounds, if we hadn't taken right. time to uh, to get them get them to even understand that they are wounded and that they are broken, a yeah. lot of times their church hurt. It, it it may not be church hurt at all. Again, another misdiagnosis. You are yes. already hurt. You yeah. are already yes. hurt. You are already right. broken. Yes. You are already yes. wounded. You know your daddy didn't affirm you. Okay, that's not. Oh the come on. That's not the church you talking talk. my language. You know, yes, sir. Listen, I mean your mama. Your mama. She didn't. She didn't nurse you the way she should have. Yeah. And you're wounded because of that. And so you're looking for that in the church when really that should have taken place at home when wow. you were a toddler from yeah. a, te- a preteen. Now what needs to happen is you need to realize, hey, that in maturity, some things, you know, I, you know, I, I, I had a little street in me. So some things yeah. you just you just charge it to the game. <laughs> right. You, just, yeah. you know, That's you right. just chalk it up and you say, hey, you know what? I didn't get that. But Colossians teaches us that Jesus is enough. Yeah, Jesus uh-huh. so he's gonna he's gonna cover whatever we've missed anyway. He's gonna and, and cover whatever whatever's lacking in our life, whatever's lacking. Right. You know. So a lot of times, again, it's not it's not actually church hurt. It's immaturity. It's uh it's hurt and wounds from other places because yeah. the church sometimes we don't know how to help people find healing, and so yes. a lot of them are busted and broken, and, and they remain that way. And we a lot of times we put them in ministry, and they've never healed yet. So we wow. got yes, broken sir. people, wow. yes, sir. broken people trying to minister yeah. to broken people, and right. which will cause yes, more breaking. Yeah, will yes, most sir. more brokenness. You know, yes. and so uh, well, broken so now, people break people. Uh, yeah, yes, because you got hurting people. You know, that's right. Because they yeah. they don't even understand their pain. They don't understand their wounds, and we try to move right. them too fast because we have ministerial needs. Or yes. we have ministerial vacancies. That yeah. we need Talk to feel, and so we put people in places that are not yeah. ready. They, you know, and they're only going to wound wound people. And so right. now you you have a church of broken people. Uh, it's packed to the rim yeah. with people who are whining and complaining because right. they never healed from the life before Christ. You right. know, from the wounds that they gained then. And so yes. when we we talk about church hurt, uh, now why why does church hurt? Why is it so impactful? And, and 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 Pastor Rob, I'll shut up for a while, you know, <laughs> if you need me to pause. Oh, I, I got it. I know how to run this thing. You just go. Uh, okay. All right. So <laughs> listen, because I know I'm a machine gun. Uh, look, uh, so I could have just kept listening to this uh, lady she wanted to know. Um, but when we when we when we look at church, you know, church hurt, it is so impactful because first of all. When you're coming in and you're being the one, and like Lady Shawanda said, I, I've been on both sides. When, yeah. you, when you're when you are uh, the one who's coming in and needing the healing, or you're coming in and you're being a part of the church, and you know a lot of times you get blindsided, and that's where uh, why is it so it's so impactful because you never expected it. 
you, right. you, you thought you were in a place that was safe. You thought yeah. you were around safe people. So you never put a guard up. I played football. Right. And one of my coaches said, hey, keep your head on a swivel. And uh-huh. what that meant was always be looking. Don't get ear holed. Don't you know let what I hit you from the side. Ahead, I was thinking as you were saying that, I was thinking about um about the coronavirus and people at the hospital and the, and how people at the hospital were getting sick because they went to the hospital. So they tell you, they told me, like, hey, if you don't need to be at the hospital, uh, don't come because we don't want you to get sick here. Mm-hmm. Meaning the church is a hospital. It's it's full of broken people. It's full of people right. that are hurting. And when we come around so many people that are hurting themselves, we are are. are not destined, but there's a there's a huge possibility you're gonna get sick as well, right? Um, yes, not only that, but we we fail to look at the pastors as well because the pastors could be hurt, and the pastors Absolutely. could be leading out of hurt. Absolutely. And sometimes when you're when you're leading out of hurt, you don't even realize it, but you're leading them and, and you're treating them like someone else that that. She, or they remind you of someone else, so you're treating mm-hmm. them a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so we can hurt people that way as well because pastors get church hurt. Pastors get church hurt. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, how do you recognize, how do you recognize as a pastor that you are church hurt? Well, uh, I, I think, you know, um, one of the things that, that I would do, and, and if, if I can answer this way, uh, my wife and I, you know, we, we've, uh, we, we, we left the, the, the church that we founded, uh, yeah. Stillwater. Uh, we left there and we went to Celebration Church in New Orleans. And one of the things we, we wrestled with is, because we, we looked at some of the things that we had suffered um, in our previous church. Yeah. And so uh, we looked at the fact and we wanted to measure like, you know, okay, what do we do differently? You know, what do we do differently? And we've heard these, I, I don't know how, how true this is. I don't know how, uh, <laughs> if we should do this or not, but I've heard this and I, I had to make a decision. Because I was told, okay, don't, don't, don't become too common. And I'm sure y'all have heard that before. Wow. Yeah, so yeah I've heard, I've heard that. With your people. Right, right. Don't yeah, become too that. common with your people. So yeah. we, we really wanted to know, hey, did we get hurt? So did we get hurt in the way we did because we were too common? You know, it was wow. that, was that what it was? What? Because it seems like, you know, in some time, in some communities, that those who are a little bit, the pastors who are a little bit more standoffish, yeah. They actually get a lot more respect sometimes. Right. <laughs> the ones yeah, who, I agree. You know, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. The, the ones who the ones who, you know, uh are not as involved and engaged are the ones who seems to get, you know, maybe a little more respect. And you know, yeah. Uh so, you know, so we had to we had to question ourselves, like, you know, hey, uh, is that is that maybe why we, you know, are stuck the way we have? Is that why we're right. moving the way we have? Do we need to be a little more laid back? Do we need to push back? And then our thought was, when we look at the Gospels, we don't see Jesus pushing back. Wow. We see Jesus in in the midst of the yeah. people, you know, bro- right. his heart is broken 
for the people, those that yeah. are wandering, uh, like sheep without a shepherd. We see Jesus sitting, eating with people. Right. You know, he's having meals with folks. He's praying with them. He, yeah. He's touching them. And so yeah. when, when I feel, and this is when I know that I'm hurting, is when I, I, my, my toleration is really low. Yeah. Right. And I begin to, you know, you know, your character, you, you're different. You feel different. Or, responding, responding out of anger, responding yeah. out of resentment. And sometimes, you know, Pastor Rob, if it's not anger, sometimes you're just extra defensive. Yeah. You know, you just, you know, before someone can even attack you, you're already, you know, you're defending yourself. You know, yeah. you're putting your guards up. And that is an uncomfortable position of leadership. When I think about Jesus, when I think about Jesus and I think about him at the table with the same people that would deny him and the same people that would uh, uh, betray him. And I see him, like the song says, reckless with his love, reckless with his heart. He still pours out. He still uh, gets down and he and he cleans the feet of the same person that would deny him and cleans the feet. Of, of Judas that would betray him and, and lets him kiss him on the cheek. So he was reckless with his love. Um, does that come with maturity of being able to take what happens to the pastor? Because Aminka said something a while ago when we were, uh, when we had first started our lunch team and uh, she said, she said, um, it's this, this journey is hard. Because you're watching my maturity on stage. You're watching me go from, from uh, uh, just the person sitting in the pew to the person that's trying to lead a church. And you're watching the process. And the process of becoming, you know, that pastor and that leader is a hard process, right? Mm, it's yeah. a process that does hurt. And a process of people turning their backs on you and people saying that, hey, I will be with you till the end. And then those are the same people that leave, you know. So in in, in that process, uh, how do we continue to keep our hearts open so we are not pouring out of a of a um, of a damaged cup? Right. <laughs> and we're pouring out from a place that is corrupted. So they can't feel the total love of Jesus because we're having a problem. Lady Shawana, could you talk a little bit about that? I sure can. And I, I want to add a little bit what uh, Pastor was speaking about also as it comes to recognizing. And then if we could flip a little bit later to the top so I can uh, share some stuff that the Lord uh, did download. But in it, let's let's deal with, with this part, recognizing uh, for us as pastors, recognizing our church hurt. Uh, one of the things, and this is from experience, just as pastor spoke from experience, um, I had two opportunities um, of this. I was an onlooker, meaning I served under my co-pastor for years, for 18 years, serving her diligently, her and her husband. And I saw what, how she experienced things and what they experienced and, and how they got through it and got to the other side. And even some things that tried to stick to them. And so I was a, a, a watcher on one hand where I saw the pros and cons of ministry. And yeah. then when the Lord transitioned me and my husband into our own ministry, and we've been over our own ministry for 10 years. And of course, you know, we had a second ministry and all that. But this is the key. Uh, one of the things I adopt for myself 
because I saw the different pain. I saw so much pain that she did go through and they mm -hmm. experienced together as husband and wife. And even from other pastor friends of mine and talking with them and different things that they've gone through, how it even almost destroyed their marriage, their relationship. Yeah. So one of the things that I have personally come in Connor to do is first and foremost, I have to uh, do self-examination. That's just as a pastor. Now we're talking about pastors. We're not talking yes. about membership right. and all that church hurt, but we're right. talking about our hurt. Mm -hmm. And when I, why do I do that first? I do that to make sure that, because I, if you ever, Pastor Rob, Apostle Rob, you know, when you have heard me spoke, I'm always talking about emotionally mature, you know, yes. because I believe that goes a long way. And, mm -hmm. and so in it, I have to be willing first to look in my own mirror and then right. to see, okay, what did I do to warrant this? Did I, I have to ask the tough questions, you know, um, I have to ask those things that sometimes people don't want to ask and answer it for myself. So yeah. it causes me to do self-examination self uh, of myself w by me doing that. Check this out. This is what it's doing. It is already starting my healing process. Now, mm, men on. take on pain and heal different than women. Now, I'm speaking yeah. from a woman's standpoint, as a woman that's co-laboring in the ministry with her husband. So mm -hmm. a lot of times, whenever I've gone through that and I'm doing my self-examination, I have tears that comes from my eyes. Like you yeah. know, the, the pain is so excruciating that sometimes the things and the levels of things and what you have experienced in ministry, mm -hmm. it's been so heart wrenching. You know, it's things right. that you would not believe that you could go through, but you go through it. And yes, mm -hmm. you deal with people that say, God sent me here and you get tied up in that person and you yeah. get tied up in those families. And, and so yes, when, when those infractions takes place, uh, whether your fault, whether not your fault, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, it still took place. So right. it brings me to a place of not no longer being in a denial, but literally accepting the fact that this is what it is. And so, of course, you know, prayer fast and go a long way with it. Because yeah. even if I just just be transparent for a moment to be able to show you all um, of of things where you would have uh, people to come in at one moment. I have went through an experience where I had the women of power, the women ministry, and we was like 72 strong in women ministry mm. that broke down into a mentorship program and all that. It took at least two seeds, two bad seeds to come in and disassemble wow. everything yeah. that I had built in what the Lord had used me to build in five years. Right. What, what, what was going on in the back end that the women didn't know? that I was up on my face fasting and praying for for what the Lord have what the what the Lord wanted me to do in their lives. And yeah. so what what took place is like right when I was ready to fully like go to the next level with it and I have all this you, you and 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 I'm speaking as a woman so you can understand it. As yeah. I was ready to give of myself. You know, it's like birthing out something new anytime your wives have had a baby they automatically nature causes us to produce milk so yeah. it's like the mother is ready to produce milk and ready for the baby to take suck but then all of a sudden i turned around and because of two bad seeds immediately no one was there so right. now i'm a mother that's fully that's ready but there's no one to give in no one to to take to to what the lord have deposit in in me at that moment no one and so now i'm going through a whole lot of things in my mind okay what did i do i'm not a good leader so yeah. it begin it causes yeah. you to question yourself right and right. And, and 
And so what you have to make sure is that your heart don't get hard in it. So that's why I say self-examination. Yeah. That's why I tell you prayer and for me fasting. And what that did is that really get, got me in the place of beginning my healing. And then eventually yeah. when I cannot close the door with the person, when I cannot go back and talk to the person because I'm a communicator. So if yeah. I can't ask the question like why, what happened, what I did, all those different things, the Lord have just brought me to a place where I have to learn to let it go. And letting it go, meaning I have to close the door to it. Now, what I must do and what we all must do is learn from it. What do, and that's the question I ask. I never ask God why anymore. In, yeah. my, in my beginning, I always ask why. And every time I ask why, greater and worse things happen. So right. and I heard the Lord, you know, you know, that with that why thing. So I don't ask why. But I ask the Lord this, Father, what is it that I need to learn from this? What yeah. is it that I can build and mature from so it could take me, so when I go into the next season or the next lives of people that you may send me, me right. and my husband, like, how do we make sure that we don't duplicate this same reaction, this same response? Because I don't want to keep reproducing the same issues, the same people, yeah. you know, the same seeds are the same persons, you know, are the same right. people, different people, but the same thing. And so yeah. in it, it the is common so the common denominator is you. There you go. There you go. And that's why you got to root in you first. If you don't root yeah. in you, we, we'll be missing it. And we're ready to do what the congregation do. They point their finger at the pulpit. And right. we don't want the pulpit to point our finger at the congregation. Because what I come to understand is people is always going to be people. They yeah. all, all people have so many different diverse of opinions. And so like I, my, my thing now is that when you come to the table and sit with me and you have a problem, tell me your problem, but have a solution. You understand yeah. that? Don't just go there. You rattle your mouth because in it, you're, you're, I see that you are one of those people that, that just bring problems and issues to the table and nothing satisfied you. Yeah. And you know, so it brought me into a place of spiritual discernment. So then that causes the gift that God gave me to be heightened. Heightened. Yeah. Because why? Because I, I believe that because we go through the we go through the process of, of of making sure that we are completely healed, but healed the right way, making yeah. sure that we don't carry that pain over into uh say Johnny's family, right? Yeah. Because yeah. why? If I was suspicious of Johnny hurting me, I mean of uh Mary family hurting me, then if I don't get healed from that, I'm gonna handle Johnny the way Mary handled me and what right. I'm gonna do now I'm gonna break that person in a place that they didn't need to be broken because i'm not here yes. so that's what i found that's what i found as in the military was when i every time i met i came up against a bad leader in the military the way that he was training was the way that he was trained right right and and, and if you're trained under this this berating people and, and and you know what i mean keeping your thumb on them constantly and and uh uh you know pointing at them at from the pulpit or preaching them out from the pulpit, uh, it's because it happened to you, and and instead of uh, fixing that behavior, we kind of fell in line with it because it yielded some result, right? Mm -hmm. But we have to mm -hmm. be able to recognize good leadership from bad leadership, and and that's the only way that we could be able to to police ourselves. Uh, and I just want to let everybody know that right now the lines are open. If you want to call in, you had a comment, you're welcome to call in. Uh, so, so going along with what you yeah. were saying, uh, and I want to add this before we switch mm -hmm. to uh, Apostle Rob. Um, the other part that I heard is blind spot. If we don't, mm. and re let's remember this word, Pastor and Apostle, yeah. that uh -huh. 
blind spot. And this is just something as you was talking, Pastor, I quickly heard and why I heard it, I wrote it down. So yeah. I knew it was a nugget that the Lord don't want us to forget tonight. If 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 we don't go through our due diligence as overseers, it's going to create pockets of blind spots right. to where places that we won't be able to see. And what that's going to do is cause gaps in our maturity, gaps yeah. in our healing. So that's why no different than when we're driving our car and, and we before we get over, we have to turn our whole entire body or our neck around to be able to look in our blind yeah. spot. So you have to be willing to turn into those areas, turn into those gray areas, those things yeah. that sometimes it's hard for us as leaders, sometimes, some of us, uh, mm -hmm. to deal with. And so in it, uh, uh, so in it, I, I just know that that's some of the things that we want to make sure that we don't create blind spots for ourselves. Right. Now, right. as we was talking about elevation, all right. And, and, and we were talking about how Jesus and I heard that too, pastor to where, you know, it says, don't get common with the people. I've had people to tell me that also. I told mm -hmm. me, tell me my husband that. And one of the mm -hmm. things the Lord showed me, showed me something a little uh, in this way. He showed me two instances, instance of a mountain. He showed me Moses when he went up to when he went up to Mount Sinai and how so many of the congregants went to the bottom of the mountain. Some went to the third level and then yeah. some went to another level. Then he went on by himself. Then the second mountain the Lord showed me was the mountain of transfiguration that he mm -hmm. could have brought the whole platoon of the right. disciples with him, of the apostles. But what mm -hmm. he did is he brought two, I think it's two or three, James, John. Right. And, and Peter, Peter, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he brought three of them with him to the mountain of transfiguration. So right. when I ask the Lord, why is it? Because you got to say, like, we've been praying heavy, like God show us how to lead leadership. What are the mistakes we keep making? Why is it right. that we having such a hard turnover in 10 years? You know, yeah, so yeah. that's one of those blind spots. If you don't want to deal with that blind spot, I promise you're going to crash and burn every time. That's right. And that's so right. And are you going to bump against something and, and you're going to grind metal to metal? And before you know it, guess what? You, you know, and so then we missed the sharpening. And, right. and, and so Enid, when you was talking about uh, something, two rough stones put together, and that's why when they're talking about uh, sharpening a knife, Proverbs talking about, they're talking about the whetstone. And so when we deal with the whetstone, the, the whetstone is what it is, it's a stone. But when right. you put that whetstone against metal, it's able to sharpen the blade and cause that blade to cut. But that's a whole nother thing. But then even uh -huh. in that, it have to have oil and water with right. that whetstone, with that so that's a whole nother thing for another time, okay? So I'm just trying to avoid us from the blind spot. So let's go here, because I'll get excited, Paul. So you hear me? And I'm going to calm down. I'm dialing down. I'm dialing down. So <laughs> elevation. So what the Lord began to show me right here is that in some instance, you have your core. And, you know, for so long, I thought that was such a sin. You know, oh, my God, people have cores, and we that's favoritism. And you know what I understand and I come to realize yeah. because my, my degree is in business and I've studied Fortune 500 companies and I've studied all types of CDCs and nonprofit organizations and all that right. success rate of one that's in Chicago and all those different things like that, right? What yeah. I've understood is that it's a core that bring that actually begin to bring the vision to fruition. It yes, brings because exactly. why? That core, most of the time, have the heart of the ministry, right. have the heart, have the passion. Yeah. Not all people have the diligence yeah. or the passion or the discipline. Let's deal with right. it. Right, right, have right. Have the discipline, which comes with obedience and sacrifice, to yeah. be able to do what's necessary to get the vision 
of what God has called us to do to yeah. get that dream or that vision across or to build God's people. Right. So, so we won't have the masses with us. And I think in the in the era of what me and Apostle did in time past is we wanted to bring the masses. But God, listen, I believe that the Lord was showing me in those vision is showing me that, you know, it's in that core. And what happened is your core. See, you got that inner core. Then you got that outer core. Then you got another yeah. core. Yeah. But every core builds on another. You understand that? And right. then you then, then then that core begin to elevate up. And then before you know it, you're literally able to dim. Now you have another core that comes up because that core brings them up. And what's yeah. happening is we're constantly building strong leaders. You understand yeah. that? But yeah. if we remain at a place of pain, if we if we remain at a place of frustration, a broken mm. hearted, broken spirit, then we are we are really good for nothing at this point. You understand? Right. And so right. in it, that's why it's important that we as leaders, we literally come to that place of, of literally being able to examine ourselves, look at the hard truth of the matter, yeah. pray and fast, that goes along with it, and let it go. Because most people will never, ever be able to uh, give you the answer why. Even when I sat at a table and the woman of God started telling me the reason why her and our family was leaving the ministry, it wasn't justified in my in my ear gates, but that's okay. And so, but yeah. what she said was why she was trying to leave because she was a prophet and she tried to curse our ministry and said that it was going to burn down. It was going to be this and be that and all Jesus. that. And I'm and where did you, that's why I'm telling you, wow. guys, you, apostle and pastor, you know that people yeah. can say the darndest things, you know, yes, and, but, but yeah. I did not, I did not break her. I didn't, you know, because she was shaking like a leaf and I right, could tell right. she was nervous in, in giving that word. And all I say is I one word, one word yeah. from you would have destroyed her. Yes. Yes. And and then yes. that's where that maturity comes from because yes, sir. I can easily respond out of my anger I can and, and out of my frustration in my flesh. Yes. You know what I mean? And and that is such a, a testing. That's that's where God is is maturing us. And in that process, we make mistakes, but we learn from those mistakes. Uh it's yeah. just like in our leadership, right? And you talked about the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh and so you got Jesus and you got Peter, James, and John on the mountain. But you got the disciples down at the bottom trying to cast out a demon and they can't do it. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it, it's not like they hadn't been trained. Right. It, 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 they understood what to do, They but they couldn't do it. And it took Jesus coming down, but he took his core up there. Right. Yes. He took his core there. But this, you got this other group that still worked for him. You know, they're still a part of the ministry and they're learning and they're in this process. And I say all that to say we can't, we are continually bringing people along and teaching them how to do this and how to get better, how to walk out leadership. And so they're not going to come to us as, you know, I think I'm ready for leadership. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and a lot of times they come and then they get ready for leadership. They're not going to come and say, oh, hey, just want you to know I'm ready for leadership. A lot of people think they're ready. Right, hmm. but they haven't gone through any process. Hmm. Right. Does, does that make sense? Yes, it does. Right. Yes, 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 Absolutely. yes. So this is the question that I want to ask you, uh, Pastor Lonnie. Yes, sir. When does a person leave the church? When have when have they have, have said enough is enough? Um, we talked about the pastor being hurt, and we talked about how to fix that and how to recognize it, how to how to work through even members of your team, you know what I mean? And growing them to not be hurt. So, but things still happen. 
Mm-hmm. And church hurt, like you said earlier, is real. It happens. People yes. get offended over money, all right? Or they've been embarrassed or, you know what I mean? There's certain things that happens uh, mm-hmm. in a church mm-hmm. where I was in a church once before and um, and uh, the lady that was in the front row, she was one of the ministers. Uh, she started falling asleep, right? And she mm-hmm. yawned. And from the from the pulpit, the pastor just ate her lunch. I'm talking about. I've never seen a pastor just go after somebody. I mean, this lady was toe down, broken. She had just worked that night before, and she was like, "So, I, it church hurt does happen. Mm-hmm. When have you gotten to the point where it's time to go?" Um, you know, I, I've seen some. Um... I've seen some church hurt. I've seen some some damage that I thought it was time to go mm-hmm. um, because I saw the intentions and the root of it. And it was never, you know, the spirit of God was not in uh, what was going on at the church in the first place. Yeah. So first mm-hmm. of all, you know, let's just get that that some houses of God, you know, that we call them houses of God, some are not necessarily houses of God. You know, yeah. Some of them are houses mm-hmm. of flesh, you know. And so a lot of times you have a whole lot of flesh that's just out of control. Yeah. So, and when you are guided by your flesh, there are no limitations. There, there are no barriers. There are no boundaries. There are no guide, you know, no guideposts. So, you know, uh, so some churches – you know, that I've witnessed and I've, I've been, I've been to, and I've done things with, uh, there were people that were hurt there. And I was saying, Lord, give these people wisdom to leave. Yeah. Right. Right. Give them wisdom to leave. Yeah. Now, Pete, the church is full, full of humans. There's going to mm-hmm. be church hurt in every, every body, every local body, every local body is going to have church hurt. And people are going to say things that are out of order. People are going to say things that are out of their flesh, even though they may be godly people. Right. Even though a leader is godly, he's going to have a day. He's going to have days that that the he flesh may day. get the best of it. He's going to have an off day. He's going to have an off day. You know, we have those. We're human. Not every day we're clicking on all syllabus. There's only one that's done that. His name is Jesus the Christ. You know, mm-hmm. so there is going to be some hurt feelings. There's going to be some offense. You know, um, just simply because of one who who hadn't prayed like they should have. You know, I don't. Yeah. You know, if I could be real about it, not not every week I pray like I should. You know, I have right. moments right. where I'm just tired and weary, and I'm listen. You right. catch me on one of those, I may say something because I'm yeah. a very outspoken person. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. but I I try my best in maturity. Back to what Lady Shawanda said, in maturity, I try my best to be gentle. And yeah. when I see mm-hmm. I'm not being gentle, I know that it's best for me if I'm on a phone call, I need to get off. The get phone. off. <laughs> I need to get off. The right, phone. right, right. If I'm, if I'm in a face-to-face conversation, right, we need right. to revisit this at another time. We need to table this discussion because yeah, right. I, you know we have to recognize. So, so I said that only to say that there are sometimes when I've seen, hey, when it, when things are not for the edifying of Jesus. And the building up of the saints, and there's you know craziness going on, and people are being offended, and their feelings are hurt, and I, I don't see where this person is going to grow in Christ. Yeah, where they are, it's time to leave, because right. that's the mm-hmm. only reason you know to lift Jesus. 
to love God and love people, you know, that's what we've accomplished the whole law, you know, in the prophets. So if it doesn't benefit in those in those ways, you know, hey, yeah, you you, you need to leave there now. Awesome. If there's a healthy body, uh -huh. but bad things happen in a healthy body, you know, and a person mm -hmm. is on a bad day, I think there's too much church because of that. If that's your yeah. church and that's the place where God wants you, hey, listen, you know, look, suck it up. You know, you, people go. To, you, if you go to the next church, I'm gonna step on your toes over there too. That's so right. Do, do you just do you just play? You know, uh, uh, church tag where you just you just tag this one and you tag that one and you tag that one. So when yeah. you have churches, you know, you've had a church affiliation. You don't hit the you don't hit the whole community. You don't hit the, <laughs> right, whole, right, the right. whole. I know people like that. They've hit every every church in the community, and they still have not seen that they have been the issue. Right. 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 And so, and if I can, let me say this too. You know, one of the things that I keep, you know, I'm like Lady Shawana, I keep hearing this as we're talking. And when are we easily offended? When yeah. are we easily uh, broken? You know, when we are, when we spend less time with God ourselves. That is correct. Yes. If you are a pastor, yeah. if you yes. are a member of the body, yeah. when you have your empty, you yeah. are going to be easily offended. Everything's going to hurt your feelings. Uh, you know, it's yes, going to be the worst day ever because yes, you have not spent time with the Lord. And the thing is, you know, I, I'm reminded of the old deacon. Y'all remember this? When he was, he get on his knees and say, I stand before you as an empty pitcher before a full fountain. Mm. And God showed me that, hey, if your cup is empty, you can't keep pouring and your right. cup is dry because when Come your on. cup is dry, you're going to be irritable. You're going to yeah. be short tempered. You're not going to be you're not going to be long suffering. You're right. not going to be gentle. You're not going to be That's peaceful. Right. You know, you're going to be irritated. And so because why you haven't spent any time with the fountain, you right. haven't allowed me to pour into you because when I pour into you, I prepare you. I prepare right. you for folks that will cuss you out. I just had somebody cuss me out, y'all, this weekend past. That's I just right. had, you know, <laughs> and guess what I had to do? I had to tell him, hey, man, you know what? God still loves you. I don't even charge you with how you're treating me right now. That's right, my right. words. And I have them, you know, <laughs> and guess what? This guy apologized to me. Yeah. Why? Because he had been drinking. And yeah. he talked to me like a dog. I mean, he really did. But right. because I've been praying like I've never have, <laughs> That's I was ready for him. I was ready for him spiritually. Look, Come thank on. God for the pandemic because I might not respond the way I did. You know? That's right. I've had much pastor. prayer. It's been a prayerful time in the Tucker's household. So thank God for, you know, just the preparation. You Amen. know, and I tell people a lot of times, if we would pray and prepare before we yeah. engage the world, it'll be less damage control at the end of the day. That's right. Yes, That's right. And uh, as you were talking, I was thinking about Ephesians. He says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and power. And, and when somebody is hurting me and, and I see it, I, I don't see that person anymore. I'm, I see that spirit that I'm dealing with. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Instead of charging it to that person, I'm going to charge Absolutely. it to, to the enemy and not going to allow myself to get baited in uh, to what the enemy mm -hmm. is trying to do. Because look, the, the, it's like this. The, the congregation, anybody in the congregation can come up to you and cuss you out and, and say whatever, right? And and that's fine. But the minute you respond, <laughs> there but, is the but problem. But you the pastor. But you the exactly. pastor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you the pastor, right? So, um, uh, so, lady, I was thinking about this. 
what if you're the, the, the gaining church? What if you're the, the gaining church, the, the church where uh, uh, that person is saying, hey, I'm leaving uh, so-and-so and I want to come to your church. Uh, so so uh, what do you say to her or him uh, as they're coming to your church? Uh, well, we, we like I love to speak from experience. We have had that. And um, and so as they come in, uh, one of the things um, uh, Apostle have done himself is to ask for the pastor name and telephone uh-huh. number. And what, pa- what Apostle have done is call that pastor right. and let them know that they have a transitioning minute of a member that is uh, wanting to come here. And he just wanted to kind of, you know, let them know. And, um, and you know, so that's one of the communication that we made. Now, one of the things we do tell the, the, the uh, leader or the member that wants to come is, uh, first of all, we are not going to sit and we're going to not, we are not going to roast marshmallows over your pastor. Right. Uh, because I, I tell them immediately, I firmly stand behind what God showed me when I was in my infancy of salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was King Saul and David. And yeah. David could have killed King Saul when he was in the cave. He had opportunity. Yeah. But even when the man came and uh, began to brag that he, uh, came, that he slew King Saul and had uh-huh. his crown and all that stuff in his right, hand. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah. David told his manservant to fall upon him. Right. And he mm-hmm. said these words that I'll never forget that the Lord taught me long time ago. Mm-hmm. Who, we, who are us? Who are we to, yeah. to touch God's anointed? Right. It's not in our power uh, to do that, even though we may not understand uh, what a person is going through, what the leader is going through, what the leader is thinking. But right. it's not in our it is not our right. We do not have that authority to touch that leader with our mouth. Right. With our hands, in no way, no shape, no form. And so wow. I do what I feel that God is telling me to do for that person. Yeah. I can't very well send them back because I don't know the health of that ministry that they come from, came from. Right. Second, they are an adult. You know, it's not like I'm sending you back to, you know, like a child your coming mom, right. age. Right. Know you know, you got to go back to your daddy because I can't accept you here. No, right. I, so I, I feel I can't do that. But what I can do is monitor you very closely. See yeah. the Lord face about what is it? What is that regiment? What is that custom made, tailor made uh, plan that's for you right. that God want me to do? And whether that's for two seconds, some people have came and got healed and say, lady, we going, I'm going back to my ministry. I yeah. understand now. And hey, it's okay. And that's one of the things that, we, you know, if we do what we call to do in people's lives and do nothing more, nothing less than what yeah. God called us, and don't get so soul tied into people's lives and, wow. and become God. Um, mm-hmm. I promise you, we can really, really begin to lead people wow. out of the wilderness, out of those dark tunnels and caves that they put themselves in. Why? Right. Because we are emotionally matured. We're mm-hmm. not having emotionally driven messages coming across the pulpit. Right. Things that's causing hurt and, and all those different things like that. Now, that is cutting that's going to come across the pulpit. It just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Even in that, don't confuse the cutting with me picking out on you, picking on you. Because we wow. too have had people to say, you know, I know someone told you my business and I'm really offended that you explained it over the pulpit. I say, I beg to differ. No one told me that. 
You got to understand. Listen, if you coming with an expectation to hear the Lord, you better yeah. know God would download it. He would give it to the prophet, to the apostle, and he would yeah. do whatever. You understand? To get your attention. So, no, I don't know your business. And sometimes some of them go with that and some of them still walk out the door in a spirit of offense and don't come back yeah. because they felt somebody told us something. And so, but that's the cutting. And I get them to try to understand that, man, it's no different than whenever the, there is a sacrifice that was done in time past, even when we look at Jesus' sacrifice, he might not have had one bone in his body broken. And even in that, in my infancy, the Lord showed me that, that yeah. where Jesus had no bone in his body broken was a representation of his body today. You understand that? That's yeah. why it doesn't matter what name of our ministries, what the name that we call our ministry, mm -hmm. but we are unified by the sons of God, the apostolic yeah. sons of God, whether yeah. you're male or female, it's not gender oriented. But what I'm telling you is that we all the call. And because of that, we are to be unified because why we are the body. We are considered the body of Christ. Yeah. And so when we when we when one part of our body hurt, like like pastor, your ministry might be the eye. My right. ministry mm -hmm. might be the feet uh, mm -hmm. Pastor, uh, uh, Apostle Rob. Yours might be the neck. You understand right. that? Mm -hmm. So yeah. if any of our part hurt, we all hurt. You yeah. understand. And so when we know that, guess what, that that all of it literally, uh, uh, we it all works together. And, and Pastor, you said something that was so ideal that I had on my paper even before we begin, because anytime I get to church hurt, I immediately go to this scripture. Uh, and that's Matthew 13 and 21. You said it. And, yeah. and I and I loved it. Talk about spirit of offense. And, yeah. and, and, and Jesus in Matthew 13, Jesus, I just finished sharing with a woman of God. And because of the hurt that she was going through in our ministry. And, and so I told her, I say, listen to this. The Bible, puts, I mean, literally spells it out when it talks about the parable of the, of the sower. Mm -hmm. And in 21, it, it talks about that when the word is not rooted, your endurance is only for a little while. Right. When trouble, when tribulation yes. and persecution arise, right. it's, it's, and, and, and it shows that you have no endurance. Right. Why? Because the word is not rooted. But the scripture ends in this. He said, by and by, he is offended. By yeah. and by, he walk in a spirit of offense. Why? Mm -hmm. Just back to what Pastor just said. He's not, the word is not rooted. You're not spending time in the face of God. Now, that's for right. mature leadership. Now, the new converts, we can't have that same mandate for a new convert because right. a new convert looking at us. Because we're the written epistle, we're the yeah. Bible in what they're reading before they gain right. a passion to read it for themselves. So yeah. the new convert is handled in a different manner. You understand that? But we're talking about leaders that is set to yeah. lead and to supposed to be those people that guide. And yes, too, me and Apostle was in that zealous place where we was just quickly putting people in place because of the need of the ministry. Mm -hmm. And we just got to this place that when we start this ministry, we started by doing everything ourselves. And if Right. We got to set the whole leadership body down and do it all ourselves until we come to a place of maturity. Then that's what we're going to do. You understand? Right. And so in it, in it, it comes to a place where we have to be willing to do the hard thing. I had yeah. to set down a, a worship leader. Now, I can't sing, you know, out of the spirit, but in the spirit, I think I can hold a great note. And, but <laughs> I had to do something hard. You understand that? And right. why? Because the discipline 
in what the person had, they had no discipline. Their right. life was raggly. We judge the person according to the word of God. And yeah. so with that, we set them down. And so in that, so that meant the weight, the load of the ministry fell yeah. on us. You know, and, and I believe yeah, that definitely. the Lord give us strength to endure, you know, but but we do have church hurt and that comes from a Jebusite spirit. And can I say this? That it's not always the pastor who's doing the hurting. It's that's the right. leaders that sometimes right. we put in place. So yeah. those leaders that we put in place that we give power to too early or whatever, and they're still broken, or whatever yeah. the case may be. Remember, the, Jebus the Jebusite spirit. The name breaks down in the Hebrew a term to say trample or treading down underfoot. So right. it's a spirit that gives inferiority. It even gives a mimic of, of Christ to say that it's a life giver. So it lets the person know who is under them in ministry, who is yeah. under us in ministry, that you can't do it without me. No, you can't do that. You can't read that scripture. No, you're not good enough. You read too slow. You illiterate. Yeah. You this, you that. Now, we don't know what's going on, right? Right, right, and, But the right. minute it comes to our ear gate, that's where we got to make sure we're not too busy to handle the issue at hand because yeah. somebody's being abused under our leadership. Why? Right. That person, the leader we put in place, that guess what? Most likely have gone through that thing. And wow. now they're having a lordship mentality where they're literally going forward. Listen, I'm going to shock you all right here. We, and this is a true story. We had a woman of God to leave our ministry because she said the ministry she came from made her do things. We don't, and she said, you all don't make us. You, you say that you tell us about tithing. You tell us about first fruit. And yeah. you give us a choice whether or not we're going to do it. But where the pastor I came from, he made us. And if we wow. didn't, we was going to have to do this and do that and do that and do that. And so we, he made us like it was lady. mandatory. It was. Go ahead. I'm sorry, lady. It, it, I, I almost feel like we desire um, dysfunction. Yeah. Right. Like like that person like is desiring that same dysfunction that she came yes. from. Yes. And not yes. realizing that it was dysfunction, which is the reason why she left. But I yes. want to bring that dysfunction with me because it was comfortable. You know? Yes, it was comfortable. It's crazy. Pastor uh, pa pa Aminga, I hear you on here. What's up? Oh, I hung up. You know, I hear you, baby. Oh, she offline. <laughs> oh, there oh, she goes. <laughs> Let me see. Let me get her back on. Hello? Okay. Hey. hey, this is such a great um, um, lesson. I just had it's so much that I wanted to chime in one on, but I'm just going to try and put it in a nutshell. OK, so going to the part about pastors being hurt. OK, the, um, and I do believe totally of having a relationship with each and every each person. But we also must remember to put each person in their rightful place, knowing that that we have got to stop putting expectations on broken people. When you stop right. putting the expectations on them, then they can't hurt you and where it gets to your core. Because remember, we are a hospital. And then the thing with pastors is that when you don't communicate, if you don't tell if you don't have a mentor yourself, someone you can go to and release that thing and say, I'm hurting this and have someone to talk, talk, talk you through it. You know what I mean? Then you're going to carry hurt. Then you're going to be mm. ministering from a place of hurt. And as a problem with leadership, a lot of times pastors act like they can't speak. They don't have anybody to talk right. to. And that's just not true because churches are so busy competing against one another rather than, like Lady said, realizing that we are all one. 
So I'm talking yeah. quickly because I have so much that I want to say. But that's <laughs> and, and and another thing about the um being offended is because people don't want to communicate. A lot of times, if you just communicate, the problem is that it was just miscommunicating, and you heard one thing, the other person met something else, and because people did, and rather than discuss it and deal with it. We want to talk around it and run to this church, run to that church, and and, and create something that's really not there. Why? Because all yeah. of this is the enemy trying to keep division in the body of Christ. Now, there is a difference between leadership, like you said, those who are in leadership and those who are in the congregation. There is um, th- that we always have to remember how to minister to to them. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. so mm-hmm. important for leaders, for leaders, like um, Apostle um, Lady said. It's so important to have self-evaluation and understand, like I have been told um, in, in leadership when in that I, you know, um, and dealing with different churches that because I'm a leader that I need to deal with certain people. And I say, well, no, I can't deal with that person right now because I'm not in that place. This person needs to have this type of person to be able to walk them through this because, you know what I mean? I'm just not ready for that. I'm mature enough to say that about myself. And so, and that's another thing with you have to know who you are. And when you know who you are, you know that God is still healing you in the area. Don't put yourself in a predicament that you're going to get more hurt or hurt somebody else. Right. And mm-hmm. that's how you're going to know that is by self-evaluation. When I, w- I was in a church where, where I taught dance and I remember the day that we had practice and I was disrespectful to my leader, um, to our, um, to my leader. And I hung up the phone with her. She was out of line. I'm grown. But at the end of the day, I was still disrespectful. So right. they told me I couldn't have practice. I never was upset with her about that because that was absolutely right. How am I going to be disrespectful that five minutes later I'm about to have practice in ministry? That's out of order. Right. right. That's out of order. You got to get that thing right. You know what I mean? And so it's just so much to say, but that was just what I really want to say was our expectations. When we understand that we are all we are all human beings and we all have awesome. flaws and we all have right. um, issues in our life. And so when we come, when we look at each other from a gentle heart and understand that this person is human and they yeah. don't a, a lot of times people don't mean to hurt or harm it's because they're broken and as pastors as leaders we have to see the brokenness in them yeah. and not administer and be able to minister to that tear to that broken place not from our place and when you can't right. do that then, then then handle them over to somebody else that happened to me throughout ministry people would hand me over to people who can handle me because i was um i had rough exterior my heart was pure, but my, I had a rough exterior. So um, I was telling somebody, you can't be, you can't have leadership who is rough to deal with you who is rough. You need someone who has grace to teach you grace. And that's what right. God gave me. So anyway, God bless y'all. Love y'all. This was great. Awesome. God bless you. Thank God you. Bless. Thank you. God bless you. So uh, Pastor Lonnie, what do you say to a person that, that uh, comes to you and says, you know what? I've been hurt in the church. And I don't think that I need to go back. I don't think I need church. You don't think you need that? They don't think you need church. Yeah, because uh, well, they've been hurt so much. Not they. They don't feel like going back to church. They they can watch it on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, of course, the Bible says for Satan not to assemble among brothers. You know, among the brethren. So you know, we, of course, I listen because something happened. You know, if you know, you go if you ever go if you live the nightlife. You ever go to a nightclub, you know, those that do the nightclub thing, a lot of time they end with a fight. Uh, yeah. Most, they don't stop nightclub, though, you know. Right. Uh, right. You go to a bad restaurant. You go <laughs> you to a bad restaurant. You just, you don't stop eating. <laughs> you don't stop eating out, you know. And so it's, it's the same thing. You know, we have to 
because we look, you know, people look for excuses, you know, yeah, not to yeah. be committed to the Lord. They look for excuses not to be dedicated, you know. But this is, you know, I love what uh, Lady Shawanda said. Listen, but hey, Jesus says in Revelation, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock." You know, He doesn't kick the door down. Right. He doesn't kick mm -hmm. it in. He's and a so right. it's up to it's 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 that person's discretion if they want to commit to the house of the Lord and the family of God. Or not now. The, the the reality is that Jesus loved the church so much that he died for. It. So yeah. all these people that say, you know, hey, I love Jesus, but I just don't like the church. And you got, I got a problem with that because yeah. how can you love Jesus and you not love his church, his body that he died right. for? Yeah, you know, that makes That's sense. Right. That's an oxymoron. It makes no sense. It's so, like inviting me over to your house, but you don't like my wife. You know exactly. You know, <laughs> right, I know right, you guys, right. you guys right. come. You guys come as a pair, you know. You that's come right. As a couple. That's right. So that's how that's how Jesus and His church is. And so now there may be some there may be some time that needs to be spent with that person if they're willing to do so. There may need to be some damage control, you know, because there are there are pastors and church members or church leaders yeah. who say who say things that are very hurtful. You yes. know, some some are very envious. Some are yes. just very fleshly. They're mean. I, you know, mm -hmm. there, are there are people just very mean-spirited. But they're, yeah. they're also, and I think one of the main issues is, is we have people who come to Jesus, who come to the cross, but they go no further. They go no yeah. deeper right. in his word, no deeper in their relationship. Right. And so all they have is fire insurance. All yeah. they mm -hmm. have, all they can say is, I ain't going to hell. Right, but you right, know, but, you right. Know, but you, the Bible says, you know, uh, you know, in, in, um, in, uh, in, the, in Matthew chapter five, and said, "But look, you you you're the least of these. If you don't yeah. do if you don't do my word and you don't teach my word, and you're the least of these. You're the least yeah. of these in the kingdom. You know, I don't want to be the least of these. I want to take the word of God, and and I want just like He says, you know, hey, I, I want to be like the one who built his house on the rock, not the one who right. built his house on the sand. You know, uh, you know, we're told that we got to work out our salvation." You know, you got to work it out. You know, you can't just get the salvation and sit down like you at the bus stop waiting on the Lord to swing low, tweet charity. Yeah, yeah. But you got to work that thing out. You got to uh -huh. live it now. You got to prove it now. You got to demonstrate it now. And so you carry your times, own cross. I think we have a lot of, you know, and a lot of times to me, I think the greatest disaster for the church is the misrepresent the misrepresentatives of the church. Those who yeah. say they're saved and they're not. And a lot of times we don't want to deal with the fact Ain't, ain't Susie, she been living wild and foul, calling herself a Christian for 20 years. She ain't wow. saved. You know, wow. Come on. She, mm -hmm. she don't know Jesus. Right. You know, because if you can if you can treat people any kind of way, yeah. and, and you can do anything you want, you cuss, drink, act a fool, you lie, you, you right. gossip. I'm sorry, your life is not lining up with your lips. Yeah. You yeah. may mm -hmm. not be in the you may not be in the faith like you say you are. That's right. Maybe you you know you may be one of them ones when the Bible says that and you know and judgment shall begin in the house of God. Maybe you one of them. You right. know who are gonna say, hey, we prophesied in your name. I hey, never we, knew you. We, you know, <laughs> he's gonna say, depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah, you knew right. me. I didn't know you though. You don't have Come a on. name in the kingdom because you didn't do what you 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 didn't you didn't get into the faith. And take root, yeah. as she said, talking about that seed. You didn't take root. You were stony ground. The seed right. of the faith never took root in your heart. You never followed mm -hmm. Jesus. You right. just you hung around him. 
you never follow him. Mm. You made never make a decision. So a lot of times, That's church good. comes from people who are in the building but not are the church, just yeah. like mm. the prodigal brother. Well, you know, you got the prodigal son, but he had a prodigal brother too. That's when, right. When, when he receives the favor from the father, you see the real the real person of the brother, right. it stands out. He stays. He was in the house, but not saved. Right. You know, and a lot of times we have people that are in the house, but they're not saved. And they can yeah. be very destructive. And we, yes. as the bishops, the under shepherds, we yeah. have to overlook the flock and see who are in here that are really wolves and not sheep. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. sometimes Satan is using his people to destroy the flock of God because we are not watching carefully enough wow. to where there are those who are, you know, fornicators that are in our congregations that we yeah. need some, y'all talked about this at the very beginning of the discussion. We need some church discipline that'll yeah. say, hey, I need you to hit that door and you don't come back here. Right. Now, do we want, you know, now the Bible teaches us now, even a person like that though, that's looked to try to restore him. Right. But he has to mm -hmm. be dealt with. Those you know, who are uh, in the body doing ungodly stuff have to be disciplined and dealt with. And the only, the only person that God tells, the only person that he says, oh, you can kick this person out, he says that one that brings division. Well, we could deal with all this other stuff. We could deal with it. But when you start bringing division in the church, that has to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. That's so good. You guys, it's so good. Um I just want to uh, let y'all know that we're getting ready to close the line. If you have anything that you want to call in and say or or have a comment about, you got about five minutes. Um, lady, uh, what do you do? Uh, what do you say to a person um, that has hurt you? How do you fix this? If I'm still in communication with the person, um, I have tried to bring up the infraction, you know, just to let them know like what happened, you know, I, not to let them know, kind of like to discuss it, to communicate like, mm -hmm. Hey, what happened? You know, what took place? Where did we go wrong? Show me what, where you think I error, you know, where I messed up. Um, uh, sometimes you get an answer, but through my Christian journey, Believe it or not, a person just quickly want to say, let's not talk about it. I just want you to know I'm sorry that I mm -hmm. did this. We, I don't, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. And so it just leaves you in that place to where you either hold on to it or you let it go. I chose mm -hmm. to let it go. So right. in it, I find that when trying to go back, you know, because times you could say, I never have said, hey, I forgive you. Because you got to understand that person don't think that they did anything wrong, first right. and foremost. Uh, They're going to be uh, offended they, that you said that. Yeah, exactly. Then we got a whole nother thing. And <laughs> right. So uh, so then, you know, so most of the time uh, uh, they, they're just be in that place of deniability, you know, just kind of stay in that place. So, you know, at the end of the day, I get to my I, I bear my cross, you know, apostle and um, and I get to the other side. Even though that person may try to come back into my spheres, um, I just handle them different with forgiveness, but I handle yeah. them different. Yeah. The places that I let them in, I honestly, I'm going to tell you, I don't let them in in that place anymore, um, you know, because it's just from, 
you know, from just from time past, your track record have been the same. Uh, uh, And so what the Lord showed me is that if I teach you one of my most grievous time in ministry, when I was in so much hurt and pain, what took place with some members and I, all I could do is get on the floor and just crouch down and cry. And the Lord showed me the vision. He said, when I show you a snake, it is a snake. You're trying to hug the snake, but I told you it was a snake. And all I could do was weep before the father. And I'm like, but God, you call us to love everyone. And then, but then the Lord showed me, but I said to be as homeless as a dove, but be as wise as a serpent. Uh, Everyone you will not be able to bring into your bosom or you will get snake bitten and you will become poison if you don't deal with it. And so, you know, and that was from a vision and that was from the Lord dealing with me when I was at my most uh, vulnerable time of pain and hurt and dealing with that uh, infraction that took place. And so in it, I understood and I say, you know, okay, God. Uh, And so then I began to look at it different, you know. So if a person come and want to discuss it, you know, and if I try to and I see where they don't, then I close the I close that chapter and I literally let it go. And so, you know, in it. Hey, and I and I pray for that person, you know, and I try to minister to them in another way to, you know, to get them to get out of that place. So that's what I have done, you know, because right. most of the time people will not want to discuss it. And, and, and because you've got to understand the opinion of people, they see it their way. You see right. it your way. It's not to say your way is right either. You know, so we base it completely off of the word of God. That's what we should do, you know. Right. And so from there, you just take it in, you know. Um, so, but that's what I do, Apostle. Amen. Uh, uh, Pastor, same question to you. How do you deal with a person that, that's been church hurt? How do you, uh, try to rectify or, or heal this wound, um, that maybe you've caused or someone else in the church? You know, you know, um, I, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm you know, like Lady Shawanda, I'm a communicator, man. I like to talk it out. Yes. You know? Yes. I like to talk it out. And when we find out, a lot of times when you talk it out, you never meant, sometimes you never meant at all what they thought they heard. Exactly. Right. You know, right. That, it, you know, cause words, you know, the, yeah. the, the words can mean so many, it has so many variables, you know? That's right. And so I've had people that thought, people I, said that thought I said something to them that I wasn't even, that I wasn't even saying to them. I don't, right. I don't, right. Y'all hear that? Yeah, you got an echo. Okay. Um, so now this is this is but for can I can I address a preventative measure though? Go ahead. This is what this is where we are, and this is what I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to teach from the home, from family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at home to the family of God and the family at the, at the church where we meet as a family in Jesus mm-hmm. to have gospel centric relationships mm-hmm. so when I say that well let's do everything according to the gospel I'm reminded of Ephesians 5 and 21 submit to one another out of reverence you still there you just blanked out yeah I think it went out okay all right, Pastor Lonnie, I think you uh, fill no. out there. Jesus oh, there you go. 
Uh, we we sorry, need to repeat think... all that again. You <laughs> went out. Okay, okay. So, uh, so gospel-centered relationships. You know, so the gospel. When we talk about relationships that center the gospel, the gospel. What is the gospel made of? The gospel is sacrifice. The gospel is grace. The gospel yeah. is mercy. The gospel is long suffering. The gospel, and I try to do this in my home, y'all. This is what we demonstrate. You know, that yeah. we serve one another. Look, yeah. our yeah. sons. Yeah. They have to serve me. I serve them. They see me. They yeah. see me serve their mom. You know, because there's sometimes. Look, if Daddy cook, now Daddy don't cook all that good, y'all. But if Daddy <laughs> does something, I like to grill and stuff. Well, look, my wife does the same. We make them right. sit down. We make everybody sit down. You know, let me serve you. Don't get up. Let me get your drink. Let me get your. You know, and then the boys, they'll take time. But hey, Daddy, look, I got this. Dad, let me get that for you. You know, but to where if we can take that and put it in the homes. That when mm-hmm. we get yeah. together, we yeah. already have, you know, this uh, way of home, doing things home that is gospel centric. Right. To where yeah. when your home comes to the building of the church together and the family of God, if we have really made this gospel centric idea uh, yeah. really serious, now, hey, you got to forgive me. Yeah, yeah, I messed up. I might have misspoken. I may have said something. It may have been a bad day. You yeah. know, I mean, whatever. Now you got to forgive me because we're a gospel family. That's right. You know, uh-huh. Jesus forgave you. The same forgiveness that you've been given, you got to extend it to me. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be real enough to say I probably did mess up. Last week, I was really, I, I was in the flesh a little bit. Come on, can you be patient with me? Come on, that's right. I mean, because yeah. guess what? You're going to have some fleshly days too. Yeah, well, right, you're gonna right. need some sacrifice. You're gonna need some long suffering. You're yes. gonna need some patience. And so, I believe if we would operate this way, I believe that could be a whole lot of oh, uh, damage control from the beginning. Right. That we understand we're human. We understand. That's Listen, right. I, I, I got one of my friends. He always used this word. I might misfire. <laughs> you know, uh, you talk about <laughs> misfire. Hey man, right, I might right. misfire. You know, but but just love me enough. To forgive me and be patient with me. Yeah. You know? So that's that's I, I would love to say that's, I just think that that's a great preventive, yeah. you know, uh type of relationship and environment that we right. can build to even stop some offenses before they begin. <laughs> right. Yes. And I yes. I'm all, I've always been the type of person that just will apologize. You know, I've never felt too big or, or um or like I'm too good to apologize. I apologize to my kids when I mess up. And I think as pastors, it's okay to show that vulnerability that, hey, I messed up. Uh, mm-hmm. Forgive me. And um, I've said it and I've had people come to me and say, man, that was amazing just seeing that, seeing that you can say that in front of the church. So um, sometimes we miss that. We miss those little personal moments that connect us and it lets them see that I need grace just as much as the guy in the back of the room right right mm-hmm. I, I need that grace as well uh, so we're yeah. human and we're not yeah. going to get everything right so exactly man this was an awesome show i mean uh, man i thank you guys so much for coming on well i'm glad to be on man and uh I'm yes so glad, i'm so glad this is a podcast so i can go, go right down everything lady shawanda said so. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you. I really enjoyed you all too. And I'm going to take some notes also. God bless you. It was awesome. Awesome. So give me some last words, uh, Apostle. Give me some last words on the subject. What you going to leave us with? 
Amen. I want to leave us with uh, the very thought process that we will work diligently and hard. And when I say we, it doesn't matter if we have a title in front of our name or a congregation member, that we will work hard at healthy healing, emotional healing, allowing the stress of ministry, the stress of life, the stress of our past to go. Come on, that's the thing. That's what I want to, I literally want to leave that with us, that we would really forge forward in that thought process to continue to progress forward and move higher in the things of the Lord because God got so much more greater for us. God bless you guys. That's awesome. Pastor Lonnie, leave us with something. I'll I'll say this, man, to kind of piggybacking off my last statement. Um, You know, we we are humans. We're gonna mess up. We're going to have issues, you know, as, as I told you, my boy would say, we're going to misfire at times. And this is yeah. what we, we we need to determine to do this. You know, I always say this. If you're offended, put a little grace on it. Come on. Just apply yeah, some like, grace yeah, to yeah. it. If somebody <laughs> yes. said the wrong thing, put a little grace on it. Right. If, yeah. they, if they offend me, put a little grace on it. If they're <laughs> short-tempered, put a little grace on it. Yeah. If they're impatient, put a little grace on it. You know, if they're if their volume, if they talk, they might, their volume was a little louder than mine. Yeah. Hey, just put a little grace on it. Because you know what? I'm going to need the same grace. So let's be gracious and Come graceful on. toward one another. Let's love one another. Listen, because, you know, we're the people of God. And so yeah. let's look like them. God is Jesus coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. So let's Come be a beautiful on. bride that he can come back and receive to himself. Amen. 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 Thank you guys again. Hey, for those that are listening, I just want you to know that whatever you've gone through, whatever was said to you, whatever was done to you by whoever it was, maybe a pastor, maybe a first lady, maybe somebody just sitting in the back of the of the church. I want you to know that Jesus still loves you. He cares about you and everything that you've gone through. Guess what? It's covered under the blood. Let it go. Yes. Forgive. Cast it away so you don't have to carry that burden anymore. You know, holding unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Right? right? Come no, on. We're, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to live free. We're going to walk free with our heads held high. And we're not going to let church hold, church hurt ruin our relationship with God. Hey, I Amen. love you guys. And I am praying for you. I hope you have an amazing week. On Thursday, our in Imperfect Unity uh, podcast We're going to be talking about parenting and we're going to contrast the daddy parenting versus the mommy parenting. And we're going to say who wins. All right. (laughs) We're going to see who wins. So I want you guys to dial in with us. uh, Listen, and uh, let's argue together on who's the better parent. (laughs) I love you guys. And y'all have an amazing, amazing night. God bless. God bless you. God bless you. Bye bye.